Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to another edition of the Read More Podcast, the show that brings readers and writers together. I'm your host, Marva Hinton. Today, I'm chatting with Layla Motley about her critically acclaimed debut novel, Nightcrawling, which came out last summer. I caught up with Layla back in November before her appearance on a panel at the Miami Book Fair. Layla, thank you so much for coming on Read More to talk about your work. Thanks for having me. In 2018, when she was 16, Layla was chosen as Oakland's Youth Poet Laureate. When she was 19, her novel, Nightcrawling, was published. It went on to become an Oprah's Book Club selection. It's about Kiara Johnson, a teenage girl living in Oakland whose family is fractured. Her father is dead. Her mother is in prison. Her brother doesn't step up to support her when her mother is sentenced. And she's taken on the responsibility of caring for a boy in the neighborhood with an absent drug addicted mother. This all results in her doing whatever it takes to keep the three of them afloat. She turns to sex work when she can't find any other way to pay the rent. Eventually, she becomes the victim of sexual exploitation by police officers in her community, and things go from bad to worse for her. Layla, Nightcrawling is the type of novel that just stays with you long after you've read the last page. I couldn't help but think about all the real Kiaras out there. I was really touched by it. I understand that you started writing this when you were just in high school and you were inspired by a true case of police sexual violence involving a minor in your hometown. What was it about that case that made you say, I have to write about this type of situation? Mm. Um, I mean, it didn't exactly start with the case. I knew that I wanted to to write for my next novel a, a story that really centered around a, a teenage black girl and um and that I wanted to like have her voice be kind of the the driving force of the novel and get to see kind of the intricacies of of black teenage girls that I think we often don't get to see um or aren't given the kind of validity and respect that I think more teenagers should be. Um, And so I wanted to kind of include um, the experience of like vulnerability and what it means to be unprotected as, as a young black girl. And that really kind of ties so closely into um, police sexual violence and what it means to be unprotected by the very people who claim to protect us. Um, and so I, I mean, I'm born and raised in Oakland. Um, I still live in Oakland. And so I, I grew up kind of um, in, in this case when, when it, when it came out. So it came out in around uh, 2015, 2016, I was 13 or 14 at the time. And it really consumed our media. Um, and I remember being struck by the way that people talked about the case. And it was often very single focused on the police officers or the police department um, and the impact that the case would have on, on them and not um, on this girl or, you know, the thousands of other young girls and women um, who who have similar stories that that have never reached that that level of uh, visibility. And so that kind of like ended up coming 
back to me as as a um as a way to tie in all of the kind of themes that I knew I wanted this book to um to capture and and then I I kind of you know thought about what it would mean to to make the story Kiara's um and to to fictionalize it a lot of the press I read about you really just marvels at your age and how quickly you were able to write this and how well you write for such a young person. Do you feel like your age gave you some sort of an advantage in pinning this novel? Because even though your background is so different from Kiara's, just because you're so close in age to her, that it would be a little bit easier for you to get into her head. Yeah, I mean, it's part of why I wrote this book when I did it was I was 17 for the majority of, of writing it and being able to to kind of so closely understand what it felt like to be to be 17, kind of a, a limbo between um, adolescence and adulthood and to to experience, you know, a lot of a lot of those emotions and um and kind of natural experiences of life but also very specific ones to black girlhood and black girlhood in Oakland um helped me get into Kiara's head definitely and um I mean I think like a lot of authors her character started with me and then really evolved far beyond me um which is exactly what I always hope for with fiction um and and so I do definitely think it, it helped me a lot I I don't think I would write this book if I if it was me at 20 um because I don't think that I would be able to capture it in the same way um and a lot of a lot of that is just like the lack of judgment um, and the lack of of kind of hindsight criticism that we often have for for our own teenage selves and then hence other teenagers. Um, and and so I I feel like part of why there there isn't that kind of judgment on Kiara in Nightcrawling is because I I was in it. Um, I wasn't looking back and kind of reflecting on my own ideas of of my 17-year-old self. I, I was kind of in that present. Well, there were so many times when I had to just stop reading this book because the subject matter is so difficult. You know, there's child rape and other acts of violence how did you keep yourself in this sort of dark place while you were writing the book without allowing it to consume you? I mean, part of part of drafting for me is letting letting the book consume me. Um, and so with this with this one, I wrote it the first draft in two and a half months. And so it was a very quick drafting experience. And part of that is because I wanted to kind of be inside of Kiara's head at all times. Um, and I think that in the way that for readers it can it can be a heavy experience. Um, as the writer, it kind of wasn't partly because I I wrote this book kind of in Kiara's head. And I don't think she experiences her herself or her story as, as tragic um or like solely dark. Um and a lot, a lot of the first draft was also um, full of many scenes that ended up getting cut that um, 
really varied in her her daily life because I think it's really important for me to understand all of the different um, moments that Kiara experiences within a single day. Um, and that helps, I think, too, to kind of vary the, the emotional experience while I'm writing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I think a, a huge part of it is being able to be with the character in their story um and that's how I'm able to to kind of tell it in in this really emotionally charged ways is because I'm I'm there with her as I'm writing and Lila you mentioned that um uh Kiara does not see her situation as tragic and that is something that really stands out you know when you see Despite everything she's going through, she's still doing everything she can to support Trevor, the young boy who's neglected by his parents. She enjoys being silly with him. We get to see them cooking together and swimming. And she also enjoys painting and spending time with her friend, Ale. Why was it so important to you that readers also see that side of her experience? Um, I mean, I think we dehumanize characters if we only see them in their worst moments. Um, we we have to be able to understand them as human, which means we, you know, we we go through a spectrum of of experiences and emotions in a in a single moment sometimes. Um and and definitely like this book is over a couple months. And so we we have to be able to see all of these different things that that she that she goes through and and all of these moments, whether that be, you know, ones of of kind of mundane life experiences like making pancakes um, or her playing basketball with Trevor, the kind of joy and delight that we get to see in her moments with Trevor or the the kind of intimacy and like soft moments that she has with with Ale and the even like their experiences of of grief and um of love and tenderness and all of that kind of culminates to allow us to see Kiara as a whole person um and and that's why you know all of it is is necessary and critical um to to the story because we can't we can't love her and understand her if we don't understand all of the different things that she experiences one of the things that really struck me about Kiara was how utterly alone she was there wasn't one trusted adult she could turn to when her mom went to prison. Uh, there's no school counselor, no kind neighbor, no aunties, no one. Was it necessary for you to situate her in isolation so the reader could better understand why she turned to sex work? Mm. I mean, I think a lot of it is that she she lives in in a young people's worlds in so many ways and it's not exactly that she's alone but that she is surrounded by kids being forced into adulthood um and so we we see her kind of with with Trevor and with Marcus and with Ale who all are kind of in their own way attempting to survive kind of on their own and parenting themselves and um and so I think a, a huge part of the book is is seeing the ways the systems have um, reverberated through their lives into forcing children to be really on their own um, and and kind of f- turning around this idea that um, 
I guess there's there's kind of a trope in in black communities that like parents especially fathers like leave their kids right and I kind of wanted to turn that around and and show how um how really their justice systems and and systems of um disenfranchisement and and white supremacy that end up kind of creating the conditions for these kids to be alone um and and we see that in in various different ways um but i think that also a huge part of it is like that we're watching them kind of be um be these young adults um and and we get to experience Kiara find her way into this realization that she is she's a kid right she's a child um even if the world doesn't see her as one and um and that is punctuated by kind of the the fact that we we don't see any other adults in her life so we start to like almost feel like she is one throughout the novel we see your characters traverse Oakland by bus and talk about the various communities in the city and the influence of the Bay. It's almost like Oakland is another character. Why did you want to highlight the city this way? Mm, um, well, I think a huge part of it is because I, I grew up like not having narratives of Oakland that felt true to me. Um, and especially in literature, I mean, the only one I can really think of is there there by Tommy Orange, and even that's kind of a different version of Oakland than the one that I grew up in. Um, and I think that I I wanted to capture an Oakland that's that's nuanced and vibrant and um, kind of expands beyond the the typical ways that Oakland's depicted, um, which are often very one dimensional. And so a huge part of it was allowing Oakland to kind of come alive. Well, let's talk about what you like to read now, Layla. Do you find yourself returning to certain books again and again? I mean, do you have what I like to call them go-to books that you Mm -hmm. enjoy them so much that you just can't ever really put them down? You're always returning to them to read. Jasmine Ward, anything by Jasmine Ward. I, I reread at least one of her books every year. And she only has like four out, so... Um, I I will reread them any anytime and they never get old for me. So definitely that I also feel like with poetry collections, I can I can reread poetry collections over and over and over again. Well, what about the flip side of that? Do you have any books that uh, you know, maybe you were assigned while you were in school and you just couldn't really get into, or maybe they're really popular with a lot of other readers, a lot of critics, but for you just didn't do it. Um, I read every book I was assigned in school, whether I liked them or not. Um, I think I, I have this, this stance that like, I'm not going to read the, the kind of idea of the canon, the American canon, it, until I have like read every Toni Morrison book there is, because if that's not the canon, then I don't know what is, um, and and so I mean I've read I've read some classics I guess but um I like I have never read um Moby Dick and uh I haven't even read The Great Gatsby or anything like that um 
And I do have it as a goal to read Faulkner at some point. Um, but I, I also feel like we often get like kind of pushed into this idea that in order to be like good readers, we have to read um, the classics. And, um, and I think it turns a lot of people off to reading because we we all really want to read books that we like and some of us don't like the classics. I also am like not a huge Shakespeare fan. Um, and, and I also like, I've been trying to get myself to read the Odyssey for a while, but I also feel like if you're forcing yourself to try to read something, maybe it's not the right book for you or the right time. Well, what are you reading right now? Right now, I'm kind of in between books because I just finished one, but um, I, I'm starting Patsy, which is my friend Nicole Dennis-Ben's book. Um, I just got my hands on that. I normally also have a nonfiction book going, um, and right now it's for research for my next book. So, Well, that was actually going to be my next question. Are you already working on your next book? Yes, I I am finishing my next book right now um, by the very end. And so I, I should be done the next few weeks. Um, it's always an exciting experience to like be right at the finish line. Well, I know it's super early, but is there anything at all you could tell us about the next book? Um, I can't say too much, but it is it's not set in Oakland, it's set in a very different place. Um, and it has more of an ensemble experience. Okay. Well, that definitely sounds intriguing. I'd love to read it when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Layla, thank you so much for coming on Read More and taking the time to talk to us about your work. Thank you for having me. Please go to our website, readmorepodcast.com to find out how to win a free copy of Night Crawling. You can also help Layla and the show by buying her book on our site. You can follow us on Twitter at Read More Podcast and like us on Facebook. Join us again in two weeks for another edition of the show that brings readers and writers together. Until then, I'm Marva Hinton reminding you to read more. <laughs>